This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the Internet. Here again is John McElroy. Welcome to this Internet Extra, talking all about the North American Car of the Year. And sitting here with me right now are Mark Phelan from the Detroit Free Press and Michelle Krebs from Edmunds.com. Michelle, let me start with you. What stands out in your mind of all the cars that we test drove this year? Well, it it was really hard this year. I I had a hard time voting. Um, I think the Ford Fusion Hybrid uh, may well win, and it was one of my favorites. I I thought it took the hybrid to a a new level, and we're always looking in this uh, competition for benchmarks and segment busters, and I think that did that. Mark, uh, what's your... I agree. I mean, the the Fusion Hybrid erases the the Toyota Camry Hybrid pretty much. And and the whole Fusion model line got so many really good upgrades this year, new engines, better fuel economy, new transmissions, that, I mean, all Fusions took a quantum leap this year, I think. I I think uh, the uh, Buick LaCrosse is also a real strong player. General Motors has been saying for a long time they were going to make Buick matter, make it look good, make it fun to drive, and the LaCrosse is a significant step in that direction. No question about it. I didn't like the fact that we, the jury, split out the Fusion Hybrid from the other Fusion line, and now we can vote on vote bo- vote on both. And the reason I say that is, I actually like the base Fusion a lot. I do too. With Me the four-cylinder engine, yep. six-speed automatic transmission, not very expensive. The Fusion Hybrid I drove had a thirty-thousand mm-hmm. dollar price tag on it, which I think is a bit pricey for a Fusion. But I also drove one of the more baser models for about twenty-two grand, right. and I fell in love with it. I thought this is a terrific car. And so have consumers. I always bring up sales, but it looks like Fusion may have a record sales year. So. It, 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 it moved from being a pretty good product line to being a great product line. I mean, for, from the nineteen thousand dollar base model to the hybrid to a six-cylinder all-wheel drive sport model that gets you pretty close to Audi A4 performance for you know ten, fifteen thousand dollars less. I mean, the, the Fusion as a whole is one of the real winners this year. And uh, Buick LaCrosse, Mark brought that up. What's your reaction? Oh, I think it raises the level of Buick. Uh, Again, they've been promising that. Um, It's finally there. At Edmonds, we rated it better than the Lexus ES, which was exactly their target. So they're getting it together. Which says a lot to be able to beat the the Lexus with that. Absolutely. Um, Car that I liked a lot that I drove, but I got to admit, I only drove it for about an hour. I, I, I need to get more time in it. Was the Suzuki Kazashi? I was knocked out by that car, but again, because I had such limited time in it, I thought I, I don't know how much points I can give this thing. So it doesn't surprise me; it didn't make the list. But I'm just curious what you guys reacted to. Well, I, I drove it before the official price came in, and the estimated price I thought was a little high, especially since I had the Kia Forte at the same time. And uh, and the base price is uh, almost 20 for the something, Kazashi. Something like that. Right. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't quite convinced it was. It, to me, it was kind of too much of a step up for Suzuki. And you look at Suzuki in general, and it's just. Oh, oh yeah. They're, they're, they're going down they, the tubes. Absolutely. I mean, why are they in business? And, um, well, and which is real curious because all they make is small, fuel efficient cars. Right, right. <laughs> and they're not doing very well. Your reaction to the Kazashi? Or? I, I thought it was a very nice step for Suzuki. I don't know that selling mid-sized cars that you know cost the mid-twenties is the step they need to take, mm-hmm. but not a significant move for the industry at all. And, and the one that I had, that I tested uh, was early production, but it had some quality problems, uh, so it didn't get any points from me. I heard some jurors saying they were surprised that the Ford Taurus did not make the finalist list. Uh, wh- what's your reaction? I'm not surprised. I mean, it, it's a big car. It's way too heavy. 
Um, I know a little bit pricey, especially when you get into the SHO yeah, version. No, I love the SHO to drive, but uh, you know, and I think you can argue was was that the right application for EcoBoost? I, I, you know, it's didn't break any segments or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I, I disagree mildly. I, I think it's a terrific car. I'm not surprised it didn't make the finals uh, because of, of the vehicles that did. But I think that it suffered from Taurus backlash. I, I think that there were a number of jurors who have got the idea stuck in their head that the Taurus is a mid-sized car that costs about $20,000. And this new Taurus, it's too big, it's too expensive. No, because Ford's mid-size car that costs about $20,000 is now the Fusion. The, the Taurus is a different kind of vehicle. Perhaps you could argue they should have given it a different name. But, but, but I think it, it, it's a very good vehicle. It, it would not have, you know, it doesn't surprise me it didn't make the finalists, but, but I think it's a real good car. I know we can't get on to all the cars right now, but let's just end on one that is at the opposite end of the price spectrum of everything we've talked about, the Porsche Panamera. Michelle? Interesting car. I, you know, I have to say, I didn't vote for it because it's just not the value kind of car that we typically Most vote people for. cannot afford right, it. Right, no. And I have to tell you, I have to, I had kept driving it thinking, I'm driving a Porsche. It just, I'm didn't sorry, like I'm, a sort of a, I'm sort of a traditionalist when it comes to Porsche. Yeah, Mark? Um, I never doubted for a second that I was driving a Porsche. Um, I, I loved it. I didn't give it any points either because it is so expensive. I mean, $89,000 base. The one price. I drove was $103,000. Exactly. That's the same one I tested yeah. in that case. And unfortunately, the one that I tested uh, um, had an electronic fault that uh, sort of blew the brains out of its air suspension for a day or so <laughs> and left it un you know, undrivable. So it, it didn't get any you know, points for me because of you know, the price and, and, and that electronic glitch. However, I think it's a delightful car. If, if you know, I won the lottery, it would be on my list of cars to consider. You know, I'm kind of with Michelle. You know, when, uh, the first couple of days that I drove it, I was just commuting back and forth to work, and I went, like you're saying, this is a Porsche, so what? You know, this is $100,000, I don't see it. And then I had an open road, and I really opened it up, and I went, wow, wow, this is a Porsche, and I cannot believe a car this big can move this fast. But... To your point almost, unless you're really pressing your foot into the thing, I'd rather get something else. Right. If you're going to spend most of your time commuting or not driving it, you know, like a race driver, you should not waste your money on a Panamera. And, and the styling, even though it's got a very interesting silhouette to it, the front end is just so bland. I don't think it makes much of a statement. I, so I wouldn't call it beautiful, although some people do, I guess. Yeah, no, I wouldn't call it beautiful either. Anyway, let's wrap up this segment. Mark Phelan, thanks so much for coming in. Michelle Krebs, thank you as well. And thank you for tuning in on the web.